Hello, and welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. This is a show about the Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, and craft beer. My name is Asif Lakani, and my co-host is... Nabil Alani. And on today's episode, we're drinking beer, and that's all I really know about what we're doing on today's episode, because Nabil has everything else planned out. But uh, cheers to you, my friend. How's it going? Cheers to you. Cheers to you. Um, yeah, today we're, we're drinking some beer. I'm on my training camp seltzers. Um, we are also talking about the first week of preseason, Bears versus Miami, Atlanta versus, was it Tennessee? Atlanta versus Tennessee. Yep. And then we got, Which games, I was coming there up for. This, got games coming up this week, Bears versus uh, Bills and Atlanta versus Miami. So yeah, cheers to you, bud. What are you drinking? Cheers to you. So I actually do have a Chicago beer on deck, which you know, can't, I'll take can't pictures see it. Of this. Can't see it. Well, my my little my can is a little foamy right now, so I gotta wait ah. to settle down. But I'm drinking this beer called Things Have Come to Light from Pipeworks Brewing Company. Yeah, might have oh, heard nice. of them. Yeah, good old nice. Pipeworks, and this is a saison with pink peppercorn and a Zaka hops, and it's called Things Have Come to Life from Pipeworks Brewing Co. It's a Saison, and it's foaming at the mouth right now, like I'm foaming to drink this thing because I'm excited about, Saisons are like my new favorite style beer, so I'm very excited. I'm really enjoying Saisons these days as well. And I'm just, uh, you know, brought my Seltzer's game down a little bit. Had high noons the past few weeks. I'm going to a a nice little White Claw. I haven't had a White Claw in the episode yet. We'll be just, getting ready for the regular season once regular season back to craft beer craft beers but you know we are waiting for the regular season we are starting with the preseason and um also want to start with the bears or the falcons preseason game uh we can start with the we can start with the bears since um obviously there's a lot to talk about with the bears and also just so these people know i'm actually doing like a fantasy mock draft in the background over here and, oh, nice. Yeah. Well, just training, interrupt me whenever training. you want, whenever your pick does come up. Is your, when's your first pick? So I am, I, I took the seventh pick in the 12 team mock draft on NFL.com because I have the seventh pick in our fantasy league draft. Now, the difference here is that there's no keepers, uh, you know, in this mock draft that we're doing, whereas in our league, there are keepers. But it looks like Christian McCaffrey, Alvin uh, Kamara, and Dalvin Cook have already come off the board with the top three picks. So if you're, nice. if you're listening to this, um, we'll have that. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm waiting for my beard to foam, settle down foam-wise. I do want to hear what you thought about the Bears preseason game, unless you want me to go first. I was there at Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Friday night. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go to start with the Bears just because you, you pass it on to me. So, uh, you know, Bears preseason game was Saturday. Um, and, you know, it started off kind of slow. Andy Dalton, that quarterback. We didn't really move the ball that much. Uh, defense looked defense looked pretty solid. Tua looked okay, and then he made a couple of plays on us, but nothing too crazy. Um, but then, you know, the much-awaited first play of Justin Fields came in in the second quarter, and it was nuts after that. Um, we did not move the ball that much in the first half at all, even when Justin Fields did come up. But then – there was a couple of interesting plays that did happen in the first half. One was a really interesting play where Justin Fields was rolling out to his right, threw the ball back across his body, and he threw it to the left, and he got it, at, you know, good pass going across the body. Now, you know, it's never good to throw across your body, but he made the throw, which, you know, that's what matters at the end of the day. 
Um, and then I'm sure everyone's seen the highlights. They have the second half one of Justin Fields just running for that touchdown. Then the other one of that uh, bootleg play that was set up where we got Justin Fields thrown into a wide open Jesse James. And, you know, Bears fans are hyped. They're ready for Justin Fields to start day, day one. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of on that train right now as well. I mean, <clears throat> uh, you know, we're going to have to see what happens in preseason game two, which is supposedly the dress rehearsal. So I want to see what happens, you know, if Andy Dalton looks better this week against the Bills, if Justin Fields goes up against the Bills' second team, which the Bills' second team quarterback is going to be led by Mitch Trubisky. So that's going to be an interesting matchup, Fields versus Trubisky. Um, but, you know, seeing how he does against the Bills going against the second team, it's going to be very interesting. And, you know, if Justin Fields does light it up again this week, it's going to be putting the fire to Matt Nagy to start up week one. Yeah, I mean, well, I would say I did see the touchdown run from Justin Fields, which I thought was incredible, and that must have felt really good for him. Certainly looked like every, the team was stoked about his performance there because he um, – it definitely looked like the team was definitely super excited about that touchdown run because yeah, he was definitely. amped up about it. Um, and the pass was great. I think, like you said, like – he is going to be the, he, he has all the expectations, right? He doesn't mm -hmm. have a lot of pressure, but there is a lot of expectations for him. And I think the more reps he can get, whether it's preseason or regular season, or even in practice, um, the only, it's only going to make him better. I mean, one of the things about Justin Fields is they said he was NFL ready when he was drafted. And it certainly looks to be the case now. Mm -hmm. Now he's just got to get comfortable with the offense, get comfortable with the chemistry of his teammates and stuff like that. Um, I do have an article pulled up from NFL.com, and the headline here simply says, Dalton supports Bears fans' excitement for, field, excitement for fields, but makes it clear, right now, it's my time. Quote, unquote, right now, it's my time. That's what Andy Dalton mm -hmm. said to the media today. So – you know, take that for what you will. Obviously, it's not his decision or the fans' decision mm -hmm. who gets to start game one. Um, I mean, of course, Dalton's going to say that he believes he's the QB1. You talk to Fields, he'll say he's the QB1. You talk to Nick Foles right now, he'll say, I should be the QB1. That's what got them to this level. They believe in themselves. They have great confidence. Um, I'm going to continue my thought, but Austin, we're all dying to know. Who did you take with the number seven pick? Okay, so it's crazy because I thought I was going to be able to keep uh, to get Aaron Jones, who actually is my keeper in our league with the seventh or, you know, in the second round. But somehow the guy in front of me took Aaron Jones over Nick Chubb. So I got Nick Chubb. Then I went and got DeAndre Hopkins and I'm on the clock right now. And, oh. I, and I'm, I'm going to take David Montgomery. Boom. Oh, so as David of now, Montgomery in the third round. Nice. That, that's, that, that's a pretty good pick. Yeah, so as of now, round one, seven is Nick Chubb. Round two, pick number six, I got DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe I could have gotten George Kittle, but I went with DeAndre Hopkins, and then I just took David Montgomery, and I'm coming up again here in a little bit. But so solid roster so far. I know you yeah, probably yeah, love I like David it. Montgomery. Pick. I like it. I like yeah. it. Um, so just uh, finishing up thoughts on the Bears, uh, there, there was some news before I preview the Bills game. Uh, you know, the Bears did sign Jason Peters after the, the game on Saturday. So Jason Peters um, 
borderline Hall of Fame left tackle of the Eagles. He was on IR last year. He's 39, so he's kind of old. So he's coming off of his couch right now. But he's he's potentially being penciled in that left tackle for the Bears right now. In other news, our second-round pick, Tevin Jenkins, just got surgery, which will keep him out at least till November, they're saying. And most are thinking he's going to miss the entire season, which that's going to be difficult. I mean, everyone had huge expectations and huge needs from this guy. We let Charles Leno go, assuming he would take over the left tackle spot. And now we have a giant hole at left tackle, which we're hoping Jason Peters can fill. But we were already rumored to be wanting to get sign an additional tackle before Tim and Jenkins was out. And we did that with Jason Peters. I'm curious if we're going to sign another tackle like a Mitchell Schwartz or like a Russell Okun. Um, so that's just something to keep your eye on out for. Um, some other news, you know, Nick Foles is still on the roster. Hasn't been traded to Indy yet. So we got to keep an eye out to see if Nick Foles is going to be traded or what's going to happen. Um, now to previewing the uh, Bears-Bills game. Uh, just a couple of things that I want to keep an eye out for. One is the rise of Jesse James, the former um, tight end from Detroit. I think he, I think he also played on the Steelers for a little bit. Um, Jesse James, very solid tight end. Um, could Jesse James be, you know, coming after the spot for Jimmy Graham? Because Jimmy Graham has a high salary this year, and the Bears are really close to the cap and still have needs to tackle. Could you know Jesse James rise be the be the cushion we need to let a Jimmy Graham go. Um, another player that I want to see continue building on his performance that he had against Miami is one Alec Ogletree. If there's one player outside of Justin Fields that looked amazing last week, that would be Alec Ogletree. He was everywhere and he was amazing in coverage. I'm thinking there's a chance that by the time the season, by the time we're midway through the season, Alec Ogletree will be our starting linebacker next to Roquan Smith over De- or our Danny Trevathan. Um, you know, and then just Justin Fields. I want to see what's going on with him. I mean, see how he plays with the hopefully he can get some he's been getting reps with the ones this week. I'm hoping he can be out there with the ones during the game, at least a couple of plays with Darnell Mooney, Allen Robinson, Cole Komet. Um, David Montgomery. So, you know, that, that's what I'm looking forward to this week, just seeing more action for Justin Fields to have with, you know, his starting wide receiver core, his starting running back and the starting offensive line, because ideally that's who he'll be playing with week one at some point against the Rams. Um, and yeah, that, that's what I'm looking for this week. You know, this Ogletree, Jesse James, Justin Fields. There you go. Um Nice. And then in terms of, okay. And in terms of who we got for coming up for the, oh man, I'm on, uh, off auto pick. Oh no. Um, I think I just, Oh no. Oh no. Oh no, 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 no. Well, the only, the only, Oh no, there is I auto drafted Dak Prescott, which might not be the worst thing in the world, but I did get Mike Evans in the time that you were talking. So Mike Evans oh, nice. added to my receiver core. Yeah, yeah. You got a, you got a solid wide receiver running back core right I kind of want to keep this team. Like, can I just yeah. keep this team? I mean, you know, I know you, you got, got David Dak. Montgomery. But... You got Dak. You got Montgomery. You got Aaron. J- you got Nick Chubb. You got uh, DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins and Mike Evans. Yep. I mean, that's a solid. That's a solid running back one and two, wide receiver one and two, 
and a QB one right there. I mean, hey, that's a solid team. Yeah, and and again, another pick coming up here soon. So we'll see what's going on. I think I think this weekend is like going to tell us a lot in terms of like what's the looks that we're going to get day one. What are the teams that we're going to get day one, or in terms of like the players who are going to be in these starting spots day one, number mm-hmm. one on the depth chart. Um, I think with the Bears, it's just one of those things where it's like. The shiny new toy. You keep talking about the shiny new toy, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you got to be patient with that. I think there's enough time for so much to happen. People are going to be cut between now and week one. And these position battles are only going to heat up for some of the spots that you talked about are open. And in some cases, like with an Alec Ogletree, it's like, okay, I'm not just playing for one year. I'm trying to be here long term, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you establish yourself as a leader in the locker room on the field? doing the right things, impressing the right people. Um, you know, it, it's only going to get more intense as we as we move on from here on out. And I think to have the Bills as your drive run game is outstanding because mm-hmm. you're a great defense, you're going up against a great offense, even if it's for two or three series. Like, I mean, that's, you know, that's a fine tune-up right there for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, but let's go to the Falcons. I mean, hey, you were at the game firsthand. What did you see? Yeah, so I mean, the Falcons defense did get a sack in 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 the first half of the game. And um, by the way, I'm on the clock. I'm gonna go ahead and take Adam Thielen here, probably. Ooh, uh, what tight ends available? Because Mark Andrews was like the the highest on the list, but I don't know. If Ooh, okay. I mean, hey, did, 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 it's your draft. Yeah, I mean, anyway, so I got Adam Thielen with that, and I'll recap the roster later. But the the game on Friday was cool. Um, you know, the first string didn't play at all. Kyle Pitts did some warm-ups and some drills, and but he didn't get out there on the field. The defense looked good in that, you know, the line, even even the reports out of the joint practice with Miami today, it's that the line got some pressure on Tua. Dante Fowler is back, and I mean he's looking like okay, the Dante Fowler that people wanted to see when they signed him originally. So the lines are looking good. The, the linebacking core still got some things to figure out in the middle of the field with the Falcons. And then offensively, um, it seems like Jalen Mayfield, you know, he was a pick for the Falcons on the line. Still trying to figure out where he's going to fit in on the line. And, mm-hmm. you know, Drew Dowman is there. And so that is a battle. I think it's going to be a left guard where that's really going to heat up. And that might come down to so- – What's up? So, yeah, I was watching some of that game, and I saw Jalen Mayfield was playing right tackle um, a lot during the game. And then this week, they moved him to left guard, so they're kind of moving him all over the place, it looks like, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, just because I think it's simply a matter of they're trying to figure out where he wants to fit, right? Because you already know you got Andrews, Hennessy, Lindstrom, McGarity, like all have their positions on the line, right? So now mm-hmm. you have a guy like Jalen Mayfield who – I mean, he's a rookie, but you can technically make him whatever you want him to be. And, uh, you know, he's a rookie, so you can make him whatever you want him to be. And I think they're trying to figure out the right fit for him. And if you talk about a weakest link on the offensive line, that might be it. Like him, Gano, Mayfield, Mayfield, Gano, Dowman, that's going to be who, like, you want to line your best defensive player up against so far. Because it seems like the rest of the line is holding their own – so, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, they have the Dolphins in week two, this preseason game coming up on Saturday. And, you know, Calvin Ridley and Damian Howard have been going at it in practice. That's been going pretty well. 
So mm -hmm. very excited to see that matchup with pads on and when you can get a little bit more to out actual speed there. But I think the, the biggest takeaway for the Falcons fans and one thing that's killed the team in the last few years is they've not been able to generate a consistent pass rush or any pass rush. And it seems mm -hmm. like, and it seems like that defensive identity is coming together, at least up front. And as we know, if you solidify things up front, it's only going to help you out in the backfield on both ends of the ball. So um, do we know if Matt Ryan's going to play this week? We don't know yet, but I would think at some point that he is going to have to get his tune-up game in there, especially because he's in calling things in the new offense. I don't think you want him to see his first real pass week one against the Eagles, you know, starting from the 25-yard line, right? Like you would think mm -hmm. that he he's there somewhere. So um, oh, I'm on the clock, man. I, uh, they actually drafted TJ Hawkinson for me. But I might go with Curtis Samuel or Leonard Fournette. Or mm, Samuel's on the Washington, Washington football team, right? Yeah. What's your other go, option? I'm going to go with Leonard Fournette. So now I got a third right. running back, you know. Um, I got a third running back there. Anyway, yeah, is Matt Ryan going to play on Saturday? It's tough to say. But I think he will get some snaps out there. At the very least, I imagine he will be dressed up and going through some drills. Um, just to at least get himself in that much of a rhythm, right? He wasn't even dressed up on Friday for the game, at the first preseason game that the Falcons had. So, and then for what it's worth, for anybody who's curious, it's going to be this game or the next game. I will say that the next game for Atlanta in the preseason is, is against Cleveland, which would not be a bad tune-up game for him either. However, the Falcons and the Dolphins do play each other later this year in the regular season. So it makes you wonder, are they going to, you know, get a real preview of it or are they not going to pull anything out because they're going to have to play each other when it counts, you know? And I think that's part of this, the coaching strategy that comes into play here. But you would think these guys have been practicing against each other all week then. They can't wait to get out there and actually play each other for real, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, as, yeah. as competitors, like you said, like Don thinks he's the number one, Fields thinks he's the number one, Falls thinks he's the number one. Man, if Calvin Ridley and Xavier Howard have been going out in practice, can you imagine how they must feel to actually go out there and run for real on Saturday? Mm -hmm. So I would think I would think all the first stringers are going to play, and especially guys like uh, Jalen Mayfield and whatnot. I mean, you're trying to make an impression. The, the best chance to do that is against real competition in mm -hmm. live action, right? And, um, you know, there's almost no point in sitting out, I would say, at this point. Okay. I'm going to, and this is coming out of left field. You had no opportunity to prepare for this. Do you think Hayden Hurst will be on the Falcons week one? Mm. Or do you think they'll try to trade him somewhere? Do you think they'll try to, they, they won't cut him, but do you no, think they'll not. try to trade Hayden Hurst? Because, because if he's not starting a tight end, which hopefully he's not, because that means Kyle Pitts. Because if he's starting a tight end, that's more worrisome about Kyle Pitts. Mm -hmm. So do you think there's a chance that, you know, you trade a Hayden Hurst to a team that needs a tight end for a draft pick, for a defensive player, for something that could be an immediate need for you, for the Falcons? That's a great question. I'm surprised that you asked that. The If I recall correctly, the Falcons did get a fourth tight end. They're kind of like the Bears, where they just have like tight ends on tight ends. Obviously, you got your one and two, but they have a shit ton of tight ends on the roster. 
And I believe the guy, I hope I don't get his name wrong, but I think it's like Arthur Lee or something like that. Mr. Lee is one of the tight ends that the Falcons got in the offseason. He's actually hurt right now. And he was supposed to be a blocking tight end. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Arthur Smith loves to run the two tight end sets. That's actually what Tennessee did more than any other team in the NFL last year. Uh, so it's interesting you say that because I think now the value of Hayden Hirsch for the, for the Falcons becomes even more important because he's going to have to play maybe a couple more snaps than anticipated um, mm -hmm. this, this time as a blocker, or maybe Kyle Pitts is going to have to be a blocker who hopefully does a better job blocking up the field than Tim Tebow did. But mm -hmm. um, I don't know if they'll trade him before week one. However, I do think if we get into week five or six and Hayden Hurst has caught a couple of touchdowns or had, you know, a couple of 70 yard uh, one touchdown games, 80 yard, one or two touchdown games. Like I definitely think that people are going to be calling and saying like, Hey, what if, and if it's not week four or five, but even if it like week 11 or 12, right before the trade deadline, whenever that is, if he has a good showing, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't say, okay, let's capitalize and take advantage of the assets now. Cause I believe Hayden Hurts is a free agent after this year. Uh, it might be this year or next year. I can see when his contract expires. I'll but you are not quick. wrong in that he is on his rookie contract. So um, he's still cheap for whoever team has him and whichever team wants to take him on. So um, it doesn't say uh, – you probably have the sport track over better than me. But yep, I I'll be able to pull it up in a second. Yeah, his free agency is 2022. So that would be after yep. this season, right, based on yep. how it works? So Yep, and you know, if you already have your long-term tight end in a Kyle Pitts, and I don't think it would make sense to sign Hayden Hurst to a, a big contract. And you know, you guys are essentially in a semi-rebuild. Yeah, you guys are probably trying to make the playoffs, but hey, if a team like you know Arizona, who's trying trying to be a fringe playoff team, needs a tight end, you know that might be an option. Team like Green Bay, you know, they 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 got Robert Tunyon, but. They're always looking for more weapons for Aaron Rodgers now that he's angry. You know, but those are some places where Hayden Hurst may be another difference maker that could potentially net you guys a third or fourth rounder. Right. Well, and, and to your point in the bill, too, Hayden Hurst came in with a previous regime. He was a Thomas mm -hmm. Dimitrov and Dan Quinn acquisition. So it's also one of those things where it's like, yo, this wasn't our guy to begin with. We're not necessarily like our hearts are not set on having him here it's strictly business where if we can flip him for another pick like real estate or value, why not do it? And I think, I think he does need to have a good showing or two, like one or two, like really good games to generate that interest around the league. Because if he doesn't play well, then nobody's going to care. Right. They'll say, Oh, we'll just get him for cheap in the off season. So um, I'm sure he's aware of it. And he had, he had a good connection with Matt Ryan last year. So I don't think that he won't play well by any means you know what i'm saying um mm -hmm. but if, if a falcons player does get traded this season it's most likely be hitting there so i think that's without a doubt um yeah and right. you, know, you want to update on my team so far yeah what and is this, this team i want to hear yeah so this mock draft you only get like a minute and 15 seconds to pick and so like i've gotten auto drafted in some cases but since i last checked in i told you i got tj hawkinson i got ryan suck up which was a Auto pick. I got Leonard Fournette. But then when you asked about left field just a moment ago, my pick right then and there was Tyler Boyd hmm. with Cincinnati. And 
my most recent pick just now, I took a backup QB. I took Joe Burrow, actually, just because I feel yeah. like he, I mean, it might be a little too early for Joe Burrow, you know, 11th round, but that's probably where he'll end up falling. And if he can be as good as he was last year before he got injured, it would say that's a steal right there in terms of like a consistent piece. And if I compare him with Kyler Boyd in my starting lineup, that's just double the points on any given reception and or touchdown. So, um, but I'm, I'm on the clock again now and, uh, you know, running, running low here, but I'm going to go ahead and take, uh, your boy, I can either take Debo Samuel or Jamal Williams. Hmm. They got 15 seconds. I think I would go nice Debo. Debo. Okay. There you go. And so, um, yeah, anyway, so the team is shaping them nicely. I'll post a full picture of this. You know, once we get going, you took a uh, kick was, really early, dude. It's auto draft, but yeah, that wasn't that's, that that's wasn't confusing. I know, I know, that wasn't my pick, but it's okay. I I will say I was on the field Friday for the Falcons game. Like they, you know, they have the hundred yard bar at the stadium. Shout out to Zoobs for hooking us up with the tickets, but they got there. They had the hundred yard bar at the stadium, so you're literally on the field, uh, right behind the opposing team's bench, which. It's not ideal as a Falcons fan, but then you realize when you're wearing Falcons gear and those players on the opposing team are just looking around and they see the red and the black behind them, it is almost nicer to be on the opposing team sideline uh, because for the intimidation factor, one, and two, you're mingling with some of their other fans. Like a lot of the opposing team's fans are also down there because they're trying to get as close to their team as possible. So Great experience. If you can get down there, the Delta Club, the Truest Club, any other sort of VIP corporate perks that you can get and get yourself onto the field. You get, not only do you get on the field and you're right behind the bench while the game is going on, but in some cases you could also get unlimited food and drink too. You have a really good time down there, which is what we did on Friday. And the last thing I want to say about that is I actually got it up close and personal to see Mike Vrabel putting in work. Three-time Super Bowl champion, one of the greatest, you know, defenders or, I mean, part of the greatest dynasty of all time in football history anyway. And uh, got to see him and he noticed us, made eye contact with him. He saw my red Falcons hat and I think he's like, oh, wow. Uh, there's other teams from other, you know, other fans from other teams are like honored to see me because they know how much of a legend I am. So I think, I think he's kind of like a little like surprised at how other teams fans were treating him but he is a legend, right? I mean, you've seen him make amazing plays to win playoff games for the Patriots. So definitely cool to see that. Nice, nice. Glad you could share that. Um, just, and just wrapping it up, um, you know, um, as we do look forward to preseason week two, we are ready for the start of the NFL season. Today, it does mark 22 days till the kickoff of the NFL season. I'm going to laugh if I realize I've, missed, I've been miscalculating this whole way. It'll be freaking hilarious, but let's see. I think you're right. Are, I think you're right. We are Matt Forte days away. So, yep, tomorrow will be, I don't know, maybe a primetime day away. We'll see. Oh. Um, oh. So, okay. there's just a little And where can people there. find that, Nabil? On uh, Bears, Birds, and Brews on Instagram. Hell, yeah. And I, I'm on the clock. I'm about to take Mike Gusecki because I need another tight end to back up with Hawkinson. So I just took Mike Gusecki. In a panic, I took Sterling Shepard with a pick before that, but they say they got good word coming out of him on camp right now. And I have 
one more pick left, which is going to end up going to the defense, I think. So we'll, I'll see whatever defense I can snag here. And that's going to be my, right. my fantasy team draft. Um, As you wrap it up, um, Jamal Adams is now the highest paid safety of all time. He did get his contract. Uh, we may see a couple more interesting contracts happen as camp does open, as camp does finish and the season does start. There is rumors that Michael Thomas went, Mike Thomas went out of, of the Saints. I don't know if he'll get moved, but that may be more of an offseason thing. We'll see what happens. It looks like he's not excited to be there. Um, outside of that, camp looks pretty quiet right now. Do you have any, do you have any news on camp that I'm not aware of possibly? Uh, no, no football news out of, out of camp. I mean, I think, you know, we're doing, we're, I'm doing the best I can to build to walk in the park for him. I'm sitting here struggling <laughs> and, but no news on camp. Although I will say people, if you're listening, I got some shows coming up this weekend. Would love, love, love to see y'all at a show. Oaks, I mean, my show Monday Night Garage got postponed. I'm not happy about it. I was supposed to be at Monday Night Garage tomorrow. That's not happening. However, I will be at Oak Street Bottle Shop on Friday night with another killer lineup in the bill. I hope you can be there. I hope anybody who's still listening can be there. And on Sunday, I will be at Six Bridges Brewing in Johns Creek with also another great lineup. And um, I got, okay, I'm on the clock. I'm taking, who, I, who do I want, the Cardinals defense or the Chiefs defense? Cardinals, Is right? there another option? Giants, Seahawks, Eagles, Panthers, Packers, Browns. I would either go Giants or Chiefs. All right, let's go. We'll just go with the defending Super Bowl champions, right? You're going uh, Tampa? Or sorry, the the, the defending defending Super Bowl. I went with the Chiefs. So okay. my final roster, just so I'll just run it down. Dak Prescott, Nick Chubb, David Montgomery, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, TJ Hopkinson, Hawkinson, Adam Thielen, Ryan Suckup, Chiefs defense, Leonard Fournette, Tyler Boyd, Joe Burrow, Debo Samuel, Sterling Shepard. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, picking seventh, picking seventh is rough, man. If you're if you're picking seventh in your draft, you know, be ready to make some smart moves. And then lastly, uh, yeah, we're way over time. Oak Street Bottle Shop Friday, Six Bridges Brewing on Sunday at Bears Birds and Brews. You'll see all the info. Appreciate y'all. We'll see y'all next time. Peace.